Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio and surrounding areas. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. This is Randy Adams. We're on 6.30 a.m. The Word. God bless you. Thank you for every opportunity to talk to you. You can always give me a call at 830-708-4789. Thank you, and let's take it to the Lord, dear Heavenly Father. Bless this country. Bless our servicemen and the people here in Afghanistan. But help our people here in the United States realize what the wrong roads were going down with this president and the Democratic Party. Bless us with knowing the right from wrong. Bless us with common sense. It seems like it's slipped away. This country's upside down, and we need Jesus Christ in our lives, in our government, and every opportunity that we have. Help each one of these listeners to grow and understand what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to educate them, that they'll make the right decisions because of you and the Holy Spirit. Bless them with everything they have coming because they're children, yours, and that's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, we'll see if Facebook's going to come on or not, see if they like me or not. Right now, it don't look good. Hey, we're on this week. I got out of Facebook jail. Yeah. They must not like what I said or something. I don't know. Praise God. Uh, Anyway, a lot of stuff going on in the car business. The market is kind of up and down like the ocean. Uh, We're seeing some crazy things. High, high dollar stuff's come down. But it looks like to me the steady stuff and maybe even up a little tick is the good stuff under twenty grand and under 120,000 miles. So if you've got a car that's under 120,000 miles and a good one, you've got something of value. you got to make a decision. You can give me a call. I, you know, I give out my phone number and people say, I can't believe you answer your phone. I wouldn't give my number out if I didn't, you know. And so, but sometimes it takes me a day or two to get to you. I'm going to tell you this week was a blur. A little shorthanded at the beginning of the week. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of opportunities, a lot of phone calls. But I love it. I love giving back. I love the opportunity to teach you, mentor you. Hey, you need an even playing field. I get car dealers and salespeople think I'm nuts and say, hey, you know, you're telling all of our secrets. Amazing. I mean, why should they be secrets? Don't we love people want to take care of Are you concerned for their best well-being? Concerned about them not being debtor's prison? Concerned that they'll have something left at the end of the month? No, 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 no. Good morning, good morning. And so, uh, Ward, and so, or Christine. So anyway, we're we're wanting everyone to have an even playing field. I want to teach you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and the violations about the car business. <laughs> Helping a gentleman out of... I think he's out of Austin. He's got an Austin phone number, but I, he, I think he's between Austin and San Antonio a lot. Uh, hey, give us a call, 210-340-9585. There's no dumb questions, 210-340-9585. Uh, love to talk to you. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, probably your question will help somebody else, believe it or not. Because everybody's, hey, we all walk in the same shoes. We all want freedom. We all want transportation. So your question may fall right in line with the people that are listening also. 
anyway, this gentleman's in Austin. Some things have happened recently that I can't believe, but they are happening. To begin with, not the guy in Austin, but a, an old-time gentleman, friend, businessman in New Brunswick, leased a, a, a well, I'm just going to say a vehicle, a, kind of a luxury vehicle, but he don't go nowhere. So in three years, he's putting nine. Good morning, Greg in, in Michigan. Uh, so in three years, uh, he put 9,000 miles on the vehicle. So, you know, that's not many miles. But his lease was up. So he goes down, and he likes the car a lot. He hadn't hardly drove it much, and he was going to purchase it. And they told him, oh, no, you can't purchase it. It wasn't part of the agreement. So he comes to me and he says, Randy, they won't let me buy my car, and I thought I could. I said, where's your contract? He said, I don't know where it is. So, I mean, good morning. And so, um, you know, yeah, she's in, Christine's in Georgia, uh, Jersey. Good morning, Johnny. And so he doesn't have his contract. Hey, I tell you what. I don't know where's a good, safe place to put it, but the man in Austin who's having a problem, and we'll discuss him, you know, Dave Ramsey says, don't lease a car. He wouldn't lease a car. He believes you shouldn't lease a car. But, you know, it sure sounds good because the payments are, are you know. But the lease company, somebody, you know, first off, a car dealer doesn't lease you a car. They sign you up. They collect the money, they sell the lease to somebody else, they grab the money and they run like a bandit, they put it in the bank and they just say, oh man, I took care of you, I got a low payment for you. Well, yeah, but they picked this man's car up in Austin, and now, and why? Because it's low miles, he doesn't drive as much, it's low miles, and they pick up, because residual is low, three years ago we thought, Man, we're going to overbuild. There's going to be too many cars. So they put the residual down low. So you pay for that to be at a low figure. So you're paying for the benefit of the company. Because let me tell you something about lease companies. Hey, they ain't going to take no losses. Hey, Bubba, we're in this game to win. And it and we keep scoring with your money. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So here's an opportunity for the dealership and the leasing company to pick up an extra five. Ten grand, who knows? I don't know how much. I don't know what the residual was. But three years ago, they thought, we're going to have too many cars. The car's not going to be worth nothing. This guy may have some wrecks, might have some door dings. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. Let's leave ourselves plenty of room. Hey, it, well, let's reverse the roles. Let's say you're the lease company, and you're leasing it to a guy you don't really know. Now, I mean, you want the car to come back in where you can make money or get out anyway. Because you make 15 or 20 percent. Lease companies make 15 or 20 percent on profit. So if you're buying a $50,000 car, they'll make 10, 12 grand. You know, so no problem. You know, that's what they like. They add that into the, into the payment. You're paying that. And then you pay for that car to make sure it comes in at a low enough figure where they get out or make money there. Well, now they can make money. Just like that gentleman in that 9,000-mile kind of a luxury car. You know, so, you know, they're, good morning, Don, and so, uh, Karen, and so, so you know, they, they want to make sure they're not, they don't want to lose money, 
They don't want, no, 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 they don't want to lose no money. So they've got this guy, and they pick his, his Subaru up. I thought this was a good dealer. So he calls the dealership, calls the salesman, calls the sales manager, calls two of the owners, calls everybody in the world, no help. He calls a car pro on another radio station. He ignores him. I'm the only one talking to him, trying to help him. I said, well, where's your contract? He said, you know, I have a problem seeing, you know. Uh, good to see you, Don. And so he said, I can't find it. I said, well, you got the right to buy that car off of a lease. I said, I've never seen a lease where you couldn't buy the car. I said, but I know, you know, and I know that three years ago they wasn't smart enough to know that all this trash was going to happen in the car business. So, you know, you're at a disadvantage. you got to keep your lease agreement. You gotta be binding. They're, they've got this man's car. He's a foot. He's a, he's calling Uber. He's calling for help. He's calling everybody. He's about to call the attorney general and everybody else trying to figure out. They got his car. They they gave him to the 29th and they picked his car up the 24th. So they pick it up five days early, and he's telling them he's buying it. He's trading it in. He's doing something. He figures he could trade it in and gather that five. They looked like he was gathering $5,000. But, hey, let me tell you something. We don't, We want all the profit. We want all the money. We don't want to do it the right way. You know, I used to think car – I mean, I'm seeing car dealers. I used to think were good, honest car dealers. Are the owners stepping aside and turning it over to managers? Of course, managers make percentage of the gross of the profits of, uh, each month. So, I mean – so here's a manager says, hey, we pick up five grand. That'll go on the end of the month. Hey, end of the month. They're trying to pull every deal together. They don't want to lose no deals. They're trying to get all the profit. So end of the month, they can get a big bonus. Well, that bonus is added on there. That gentleman with the 9,000-mile car, new car dealer, said, uh-uh, you can't buy it. He's wanting to buy it. He's only put 9,000 miles in three years. The car and the residual on it, this was six months ago. Residual on it was way low. He, it was probably ten grand too cheap. But all in all, they wouldn't let the older gentleman. They intimidated him. They, you know, they kind of they sweet-talked him. Oh, well, let's put you in another one. You know, you can't buy that one, but we'll take that one and trade and put you in another lease. Oh, man, they did it again to him. What is he going to do, Walk? He needs a vehicle to get around. He needs to go to the doctor's appointments. He's got all kinds of stuff, you know, he has to be at. So they put him in another car, swallowed his lease deal. Hey, Bubba, hey, you want an even playing field? There ain't no even playing fields in the car business. We know all the tricks, all the jokes, all the holts, all the dances. We'll dance you around. We know how to do it. Well, it's, it, there's two people. This gentleman with a Subaru. He's up a creek without a paddle. I mean, bad. He looks like he's on the Titanic, and they're trying to take him down. You know, Houdini couldn't get out of this trap that he's got in on because they done snatched his car, and it was Chase Bank. Of course, Chase Bank don't like me anyway. I was the only used car dealer they had in Texas, and they, and they, I never had a problem. They, I didn't owe him a dime, and they asked me to leave. Well, I can't figure that deal out. But anyway, I finally found out that I have a lending license, and Chase Bank said, oh, no, we don't have to do a report on you. You're the only used car dealer that's got a lending license, so we're going to ask you to leave. 
Well, I'm going to tell you something. These banks, you know, that's why I don't have a sponsor on a bank or credit union, I guess. You know, I noticed uh, today coming into the station, Randolph Brooks says, refinance your vehicle with us. You'll save 1300 a month. I've seen some deals where you save thir- I mean, thirteen hundred on your on your loan. Uh, I've seen deals where it's thirteen hundred a year you save. I mean, because a lot of people are going online. It's so easy. I don't have to fool with nobody. I can go online and buy me a car. Oh, ain't this great? I don't have to talk to a little punk salesman or salesperson or anything, you know. And so I I can get. But the problem is that smarter that computer is smarter. It's got a hundred options on us, and so you end up paying too much for the car, too much for the interest rate, not enough for your trade. Hey, they ain't seeing your trade. That computer can't see your trade, so it's going to leave enough room so they're safe. So here we go again, and they'll deliver it to you. Now there is one good thing: you got seven days to send it back when they. Harken the door. I've had so many people sign a contract at the dealership and then two, three days later see that, oh, man, it was a mess. I had a lady call me the other day. She's in a mess. And I thought that was a good car dealership. And she she's fighting, trying to get unwound on the deal, and they're not wanting to unwind on it. Why? Because, you know, she walked in with 10000 down and bought a car. And she got home, and she got to looking at the contract, and that wasn't the price that they she'd got quoted. Oh my goodness, this price is seven thousand more. That's her. That's what she said. Seven thousand more than what we agreed on. Oh, by the way, this extended warranty is a lot of money. I I, I don't want to spend that much money on extent and gap. Do I need gap with ten thousand down on a Honda? No, you don't need gap that away. So, you know, she got herself in a trap trying to get out. She can't escape. Houdini couldn't get out of this trap. Well, you young people don't know who Houdini is, but he was a he was a uh escape artist. But anyway, so you got to you, you need an even playing field. I'm trying my best to wake you up, give you some common sense, explain to you what's going on. It's the big, big secret. I'm going to tell you. Well, if, if you get the right care and if you get the right price, you've got to do your homework. A little work will save you a little money. A lot of work will save you a lot of money. I guess you're out of the hospital. I hope, Karen. I hope you're doing great. God bless you. My ex-wife, I've been helping her. I know everybody says I'm crazy for helping my ex-wife. She's got the COVID. And she's been, hello, Angela, she's been fighting the COVID now for 10 days. She's not in the hospital because her lungs are clear. But anyway, she don't listen to me, never did. (laughs) So I'm hoping you're doing well. So, you know, cash on a car, yeah, you save interest. But right now, Randolph Brooks, just like that sign says, they can, if you refinance with them, if these people, when, when the COVID first came down, Manufacturers got scared. We're going to have to eat all these cars. This business is going crazy. The government's going crazy. They're locking everything down. What? We can't eat these cars. We can't put salt and pepper on them and eat them. What are we going to do? So let's put out zero interest rate. The manufacturers will, will put a bunch of money on the deals. We'll give everybody zero interest rate or 15000 You would have been better taking the 15000 
and not the zero interest rate. Going to Randolph Brooks got you a great deal because I and I do believe in them and I do recommend them. Take fifteen thousand dollars, got you Randolph Brooks, and you would have been a lot further ahead than the zero interest rate. And so you got to be ready, willing, and able to do a little work, save a little money. A lot of work saves a lot of money. Cash is king. Um, we don't know what's going to happen to this government. We don't know what's going on. We don't know how many of these terrorists are going to be coming in from Afghanistan. And, I mean, we love to be in a train wreck in this, co- in this country. And so we're all tying ourselves up with seven-year notes. Praise God, I'm, I'm debt-free. I'm a blessed person. But my mother taught me Dave Ramsey's policies years ago when I was growing up. And so I've followed them, and I'm still following them today. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. I I pray about whatever I'm buying. I I don't get in no hurry about buying nothing. I try to get myself making the right decisions. Make decisions today that will pay off tomorrow. Because we don't know what's going to be here tomorrow. Listen to a radio show last night that a guy had septic in his blood. And here's a 34-year-old man, and he goes, he got to feeling bad, goes in the hospital, got septic in his blood. To save his life, they had to cut his legs and his arms off. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. My ex-wife didn't know she was going to get COVID, even though we've tested her. She's tested, and it's negative. But, I mean, she got 104 free degree fever she got headaches stomach aches body aches you know i mean she got all the signals no taste no smell she got all the signals and we and i bought her a test took it to her and she went negative now do you understand i don't understand she don't understand that but you know how does it get te- i'm not sure we know what's going on i do know one thing i'm going to tell everybody this and i believe it with all my heart the most contagious hospital in the world sucks warm salt water up their nose and spits it out four or five times going into the hospital and coming out, and they don't get sick in the most contagious hospital in the world. That's what I've been doing. If I get around somebody sick, I, I suck warm salt water, but I do it every night in the shower. Everything mutates in our nose, and it goes to the chest. So I, I grew up with asthma. I'm a blessed person. I don't have it today. Haven't had it since I was 21. And so, but I suck warm salt water to keep make sure I don't get sick. So God bless you. If you if you have any questions about that, give me a call, 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. Hey, and give me a call. And please go to YouTube. Randy Adams Inc. That's YouTube Randy Adams Inc. Watch a few videos. I am working on it, believe it or not, and subscribe. And uh, I buy, tell 20 people, Randy Adams wants to buy your car, your truck, your house, the good, the bad, the ugly, any kind of condition. So give me a call anytime on that. And uh, if the person I buy there before they get foreclosed on, I'll give you 500 if I get the deal done. And I'll able to have a, a trailer for them to live in. I buy and sell a lot of RVs right now. We're working on a, a group right now. And so, but you've got to be prepared for a battle for your livelihood, for your budget, for the future. 
we live today, the fullest today we can live, but we need to plan for what we do with our money because we work 40 hours a week. Do you plan what to do with your money? Do you make the right plans, the right decisions? Walking in a car dealership's a big secret, I'm telling you. You know, stop and think about the interest rate when refinancing. Hey, I've talked to a lot of people that went online, bought a vehicle, got it delivered, and looked up and they're paying 18 or 20% interest. How'd you like to buy a $40,000 car with 20% interest? That's 8000 a year in interest. Well, you got to think about it. You got to look at it. You got to see what you're paying for. And hey, guess what? On that, on on those deals, most of them, those are billionaires owning those car lots. Those big car lots. Billionaires. What do they do with money? Lend it out on a vehicle like that. Then they, they have their own finance company. They have their own warranty company, their own gap company, their own add-on company. Hey, they, that's why billionaires, there's a billionaire I think I mentioned last week that bought a Chevrolet dealership in Austin for $200 million and he didn't buy the dirt or the building. $200 million for Blue Sky. I think I mentioned Blue Sky last week. That's just a franchise. And who knows if franchises are going to be good. Tesla's trying to change that where you could go online, order a new car, have it drop shipped somewhere at a dealership, get it ready, and, you know, the, hey, that way they could sell more cars. I think the dealerships, the manufacturers right now, you have to have a sole car to get one. This, this is what was happening 30 years ago. 40. I tell you, I've been in the business 58 years. And so the new car dealers had to have one sold in, in order to get one. And so I had my name, I told you, Hank, last week, I had my name on a bunch of new cars I had no intentions of buying. They were used my name and my address because I bought a lot of new cars and sold them to other dealers and to other people. So we're going to get back to old school. Because manufacturers don't want their sales. Maybe they know something about the government we don't know. Maybe they know about the future of business that we don't know. Maybe they don't want to get themselves out on a limb building too many. Because let me think think about this. Just like the zero interest in the 15000 down, hey, the manufacturers had to come up with that money. So when they overbuild and the new car dealers are crying, we can't sell these cars and we're having a tough time, you know, they're all they're big crybabies. They want everything their way. They want to make millions and millions every year, and they want the manufacturers to help pay for it. Maybe the manufacturers finally got smart. Now, you know, hey, you know, when we overbuild, we're the ones that have to pay for the rebates. We have to pay for the difference between zero interest rate and 2 and 3%. So maybe they're tired of paying these new car multi-multi-millionaire and billionaire dealerships too much money every year on rebates, helping them get rid of their inventory, helping them blow out, helping them sell more. You know, I mean, it's a one-way street even with the owners and the manufacturers. Manufacturers are trying to sell and, and keep the workers going, keep the uh, retirement plans going, keep everything going. They're working their butt off while the, manu- while the new car dealers are making millions and millions every year. And no hassle, no, no worries. They can cry and get the manufacturers, hey, we need some new rebates to sell some of this stuff. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Tell 20 people Randy Adams wants to buy your car, your truck, your house, any condition. And please go to YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc., 
Yeah, that's it. Randy Adams Inc. Give me a call and uh, subscribe, watch the videos. And give me a call anytime, 830-708-4789. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I sell the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right now, it's uh, it's amazing how cars are still short. And I said wait till October. I'm not sure we're going to see any changes till March or April. But let's take a look at April of October, and I'm sorry I, I was dealing with a lady that the uh, car got wrecked and she's trying to find one. Uh, well, here we go again. Insurance companies, insurance companies, oh, man, show me the money, show me the money, and I'm gonna, not going to do anything. Oh, man, hey, she was hot at one out on I-10. They beat her up, didn't pay her enough to get another vehicle like she was driving. And she found out how high this market is. It's a crazy, crazy market, partly because of the shortage and partly because the government's devaluated the dollar. I'm Randy Adams. We're going to take a four-minute break. Call 20 people. Say, hey, Randy Adams on 630 AM. Facebook, Randy Adams Live. Give us a call, 830. Now, let me give you the phone number here at the station, 210-340-9585. And I'll give you my... Uh, mobile number on the next half of the show. God bless you. We'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Facebook. Everybody drives a used car. You need to put a whole armor of God on when next time you're getting ready to buy a car. Be sure and go to YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc. Learn, listen, and subscribe, and be sure and listen to my radio show every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. on 6.30 a.m. The Word. Hello again, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. Hope you're having a great weekend. Hope uh, I'm making a difference in your life. I'm trying my very best to educate you, have you prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle for your money. Um, thank you, thank you, listeners, for calling. Thank you. Been buying a lot of units. Uh, Cam Solar is a, a Met Brian. He's a listener in a great, great business and solars. And I've learned a lot about solar panels lately and batteries. And uh, he was changing his business up and had a couple of older trucks he wanted to sell. And I got the opportunity to buy them. So I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. So give me a call, 830-708-4789. Thank you, Johnny, for coming back on. Um, I hope that um, you understand the direction that this government's going, that the business is going. Uh, I work out uh, quite a bit. Uh, I'm blessed. I'm 72. I'm, I'm heading to 73 in a hurry. And uh, I put in two, two and a half hours every morning. And I'm jogging the other morning. I jog about three-quarter of a mile and walk about a mile and a quarter. And uh, there's a little private uh, Christian school at the end of my block. Uh, so I'm jogging down that way, and as I am, here comes a black tag in a brand-new uh, expedition. I said, oh, okay, somebody just bought him a new expedition. Wham, here comes another car, and it's a Suburban, and it's got a black tag. Then two or three trucks came by. I think there was five units last Monday or Tuesday, I don't remember what day, that had they just bought brand-new units. It don't matter what money's. We're just going to buy what we want. Do we think about the loss of value? Do we think about the future? Do you think about what's going to be worth at the you know 
in two, three, five years. Uh, we're going to see a lot of trades in three years from now coming off the zero interest rate. We're going to see a lot of repos if the government allows it. We're going to see a lot of stuff off lease because a lot of people are leasing because cars have got so high. But the problem is on leasing, let me tell you, make sure you know what miles cost you. There's an open-end lease and a closed-end lease. And let me tell you something, that open-end going to cost you. Yeah, if you put a bunch of miles on it, well, they're going to help you sell it. And they're liable to sell it to a friend cheap. You know, they got guys in the business, you know, hey, I'll sell it to you cheap and send me 500 cash. There's all kinds of games in this business. I mean, very few people will tell the truth. Very few people want to do it right. Um, I've got to the point, if I can't do it right, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm not going to pay. I need to write a chapter in a book about uh, dealers paying used car dealers on the table. Cash. And they're so – these owners think they're they're smart. They're not. You don't know what's going on with a used car manager. There's so many. There's 20 different ways of getting cars out. There was an auction in this town for a while that would – the used car manager would send the cars to the backside of the auction, and they'd be parked up there. But they wouldn't be for sale. But amazingly, they sold all of them to one man. That's how stupid this owner was. Uh, you know, I had five or six cars, and this one guy bought them all. And he gave us what we had in them, or a little more, or a little less. Amazing. Oh, come on, Bubba. You know, you didn't... You don't own that $50 million dealership for being stupid, but they seem to be. I mean, I've, I've seen it all, all my life. I've seen it, and it starts out little, and it's like a cancer. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger before long, you know. Hey, I got to steal your trade. Come on in here, Bubba. Yeah, I got to make up for losses. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to switch around. I want to sell my buddy these cars. And so I got to steal your trade so I can say I could make it up on the others. They make up on your car. You need to know what your vehicle's worth. You need to call me and describe your vehicle. Send me some pictures. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Cars, trucks, houses, it don't matter what it is. If you got a house, don't let it get foreclosed. Give me a call. And so you got to be prepared mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle for your money. And there's so many games, so many opportunities, so many ways to steal in the car business. Besides the new car dealers, you know, getting plenty of money, getting their $5 million from PPP money, you know, having a record year, it's never enough. Never enough. They're, they want more, more, more. <laughs> Why do you think billionaires are buying dealerships? You think these things are money pits? Oh, they're money pits, cash money. Big money. And so there's, there's, I think Warren Buffett's well past 100, well past. I think the last I heard it was 130. And he wants to buy 200 more. Why? Because of the cash cow. Maybe he knows something about the government because he's in with the government. Uh, Mr. Penske owns almost 100, wants to buy a couple of hundred more. I mean, these guys pay 100 million, 200 million for dealerships. And lots of times, Mr. Penske bought one several years ago. Everybody in the world thought he was nuts. Give $125 million and no dirt. 
125 million no buildings. And when he was closing on the deal, he had plans for a four million dollar. Hello, Harvey. Four Angela. Four million dollar body shop plans. And as soon as they signed the contract, they started building that new four million dollar building. See, you, there, there's money in the car business. It's the big secret. We want to keep you in the dark. We want to keep you in debt. We want you to pay that interest, pay that thing, and, and pay as fast as you can because, you know, it's hard to trade for, with you when you owe 10000 too much or 15000 too much. You know, uh, I used to deal with a dealership, and the people would <laughs> – it was a mess. These people would bring the car back in, even in an accident, and so they were getting it fixed at their body shop this big dealership's body shop. And so when the people wanted to trade it three months, six months, a year later, used car manager would tell the salesperson, oh, man, this car's been wrecked and the, and the paint and body works terrible. Well, the salesman would go in there and say, my, bo- my used car manager said your car's worth $1,000 because of the bad paint and body work. And the customer would say, well, uh, excuse me? Y'all's body shop did it. Well, it got such a mess, they got to call me on all of them. And I got to see the paint and body work, so I had to back it up. But I was given more than he was because he was scared of making a mistake. I wasn't. I knew what I was doing. So I was buying these cars. He was hitting 1000 I was giving three and 4000 for them. They were getting traded, so they didn't want to keep them. So they had to shut up about complaining about paint and body work. You know, of course, and then here comes Car Carfax. Carfax has got an accident. So then they got a little escape from that. But they did improve their body shop. They had to. It was horrible. I mean, horrible. So if you've got a wrecked car, and I buy wrecked cars, and if you've got a wrecked car, you might want to sell it to me, get you a new one. It's up to you. I bought lots of wrecked cars off of dealerships because the customer was unhappy. They didn't want to wait on a new car. They didn't want to worry about how the paint and body work was going to uh, turn out. They didn't want to drive a car with a bad Carfax and then try to sell it, trade it later. Lots of people trade them wrecked. I buy lots of wrecked cars. And the customer takes my offer, diminished value, if they've got it coming, and I help them on diminished value. We need to talk about it maybe next week. Diminished value and their insurance. And with the way it works out, you can get more insurance money while it's wrecked than, you know, and get rid of it. Get it out of your hair. Go down the road. I once bought a Lexus that had 1,800 miles. Now, it was a guy's fault, so it wasn't on diminished value. He wrecked it, and he he wanted a new one right away. He didn't want to have to wait. He didn't want to have to wait to get it fixed. He didn't want to drive it with a bad Carfax accident report. He didn't want to wait nothing, zero. So I bought it, and he got him a brand-new Lexus. It happens all the time. So, you know, if you got a wrecked car, you don't want to wait on it. You don't have to worry about how it turns out, how it's going to drive later, uh, loss of value, driving a car with a bad Carfax that you're trying to trade. Give me a call, 830 830- 708-4789, and diminished value. You know, I fought on a wrecked car here not long ago, 
people, the diminished value was about $5,000. And guess what the claims adjuster wanted to give them? $500. Well, we had a little battle, and we were ready to do whatever it took to get it. We finally got them up to 5000 So they got the 5000 I gave 8000 for the wreck. Insurance claim was 20000 So they got them a new car and went down the road. There's other options, other ways, diminished value. Uh, what do you want to wait? It's not your fault, especially. You know, that's why I tried to explain to a friend of mine. You were in an accident. It wasn't your fault. But your vehicle's lost money. It's lost value. And it wasn't your fault. Somebody should pay for that diminished value. Not you. It wasn't your fault. You just haven't been in the wrong place at the wrong time. So you got to be prepared for a battle for your money. These claims adjusters won't give you much. You got to fight for it. You got to know what to say, what to do. Uh, I've had big companies, big dealerships in this town call me for help, and I've helped them a bunch. Of course, I charge them, you know, and and it's not. It's I I got the last deal. I got seven thousand more than they were getting, and they paid me five hundred, and that's fine. We got a caller. Thank you for calling in. 210-340-9585. That's 210. Call back. 210-340-9585. Maybe the phone systems might be messed up, huh? Who knows? But anyway, call. give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Love to talk to you. You're probably helping somebody else. You got, They got the same question, but they don't want to call in. I don't know why people don't want to call in. But I appreciate you calling me anytime, 830-708-4789. But I was telling a friend of mine, he got hit. He's driving a 2020 Ford truck. And I mean, this little darling was like, it's Mac Daddy. It's got everything, everything but the kitchen sink, $80,000 what he paid for it. I mean, it is gorgeous, big-time truck. Call again. So anyway, hey, he got hit. wasn't his fault. And so it was a real battle to get diminished value on that because, you know, and it, it wasn't much damage, but still an, uh, an accident report. David. David, David, thanks for calling, Randy Adams. How are you doing today? Doing good. Thank you. Yes, sir. You got a question? I had a question. I had a question in regards to diminished value that I just heard you talking about. Yes, sir. Um, if I have a vehicle that was in an accident and uh, a claim was made on the uh, the other individual's insurance right. policy and they paid out, uh, am I still entitled to diminished value? Uh, you can still fight for it, and you can still get it, and, you, and you've got it coming. And they're supposed to, uh, as long as they didn't put diminished value in your, into the settlement and most of the time they don't they try to sneak that by i've even had a one insurance agent tell a man that he didn't have diminished value coming and i told him i said i'm gonna bet you that that same company that you're uh insured with was the same company that hit you i said because an agent shouldn't tell you that well they told him that and he didn't get it and anyway he had five vehicles with that insurance agent, and he changed. So your insurance agent should help you. You're paying him money, and they should help you. They should be a service. But most insurance agents, 
they say, hey, pay me, pay me, pay me. And then when it's their turn to pay, no. You know that in most states in the United States, but not in Texas because the good old boys that we elect want to rob the public that elect them. Uh, Other states, if you're in an accident, your insurance company pays you off, pays you on diminished value, gets you completely settled. And then they go after the other insurance company. But no, we elect some idiots that go to Austin, get in Travis County and go brain dead and don't help the public and don't help their customers. But if I was you, I would research it. I'd go to my insurance agent and say, hey, you know, I was in an accident. I need diminished value on my vehicle, you know. And if you want to call me after the show and, and I can, you know, give you some pointers or tips or direction to go but no you got money coming and if it's not your fault you you should collect it and they'll try to give you 500 and it's it's in the thousands i mean i I helped a guy that had a brand new mercedes got hit and and when you're talking about a hundred and twenty thousand dollar car new that's thirty thousand dollar in diminished value yeah absolutely so this truck this truck i was just talking about it was probably twenty twenty five thousand dollars in diminished value. So you got yeah, so it coming. That, that, I don't want you to miss it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I do appreciate all the information. Yes, we'd love to talk to you after the show. Yeah, give me a call. I'll help you any way I can, and I uh, hope you can collect it. And I would, and I'd start high because he's. Uh, well, I hate to admit this, but the guy that trained used to train. Uh, claims adjusters used to work for me and uh, I taught him a lot about value and about customer service this that and the other but the insurance companies and the company he was with beat the customer up horribly I mean uh, even against the big dealerships in town the claims adjusters will beat them up so bad it's unbelievable and the people can't replace it Uh, there's one on I-10 that beats people up horrible. That company used to be a great insurance company, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody now. And I had a little lady listener that was driving a 03 RAV4, great little car. It's the only transportation she had. She's 75 years old. And she got hit by a brand-new Mercedes and totaled her wow. RAV4 out, and they wanted to pay her 1600 You can't replace anything running and driving right now for 1600 and no, so, sure can. That's not even a down payment. And so I said, well, what if the ro- reverse roles would have been reversed? What if that that Rav Four would hit that hundred thousand dollar Mercedes and done some damage? You know, the insurance companies would have been paying out, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. But no, no, they don't care about the public. They don't care about the customer. This lady, she got sixteen hundred. And they told her she'd have to go get a lawyer. She can't afford a lawyer. They told her she'd have to go get a lawyer in order to get more than 1600 She called my show. I felt so sorry. I said, ma'am, I'll try to find you something for 1600 But, I mean, it's, it's so tough nowadays. I mean, $3,000 cars right now, are, are, I have to sell them for 5000 and they're the same $3,000 car because of the loss of the value of the dollar and the, the scarcity of, of decent cars. Absolutely. Well, I, I do appreciate your help and advice, and then we'll contact you after the show. Please do. I'll be glad to talk to you, help you, anybody. That's why I give my phone number out. 
I will answer my call. If I'm super tied up, it may take me an hour or two. But I have plans. I called people last night. I I was so busy yesterday. At 6 o'clock, I made calls on calls that I'd missed during the day. And uh, I'm sorry it took so long, but it was just one of the the week has been that way. So thank you, David, for calling. God bless you. And I hope thank that that, that I hope that question answers uh, helps a lot of people because our insurance agents won't help us most of the time. They tell you no because they don't want to get involved. They're too lazy. They got your money, and they don't want to do nothing. Now I had an insurance agent call me a couple of years ago when I was on another live talk show. And uh, my uh, producer said, Randy, you don't want to talk to this guy. I said, I can back up anything I say. Hey, Randy, he is hot. I said, I can back I can handle him. And Don at the time, he didn't understand that. I, I said, put him on. Let's go. So he put him on there, and he, this insurance agent, he was hot. Man, I'm going to tell you, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, well, hold it here. I, I got a question for you. He said, what? I said, okay, I got a truck, and I want to get it insured. Do you give me the price, or does an insurance company? He said, insurance company. I said, okay. Now I got somebody hit me and wrecked me. Do you give me the money for the truck or a price, or who do I negotiate with you, or do I negotiate with a claims adjuster, you with a claims adjuster? So I said, I want your job. I want to tell you I love you. I want to collect the money, and then I want to say, oh, I can't help you. And you don't do nothing. Zero. Oh, yes, we do. I said, well, what do you do? He said, we explain the contract. I said, bull, only 99% of the people don't understand them contract. I said, I'm not even sure you do. I said, you know, you're not any help. Everybody has to call you, and most of the time you're dodging and darting any questions or anything that's going on. And so after a little while, he finally calmed down because I shot him down on everything he said. But we got in a position in this state, in this state, due to our House of Representatives in Travis County and the, and the senators, they sold us down the river to the insurance companies where we have to deal with it ourselves, not the, our agents should. We're paying them. We're paying. Have you looked at your insurance bill lately? Man, it ain't. It's ugly. I mean, it's ugly, ugly. And we're paying them all that money. But if you call for a question, they they like, well, I'm, I need to go to lunch or I'm not in today. I'm on vacation. They'll give you the runaround. And, and, but, you know, there's nothing. I'm getting to the point where I don't know if there's anything good about an automobile but our freedom. That's why, I, hey, I drive. Yeah, I don't care what I drive. I could care less. Now, you know, and hey, I was just telling uh, one of the producers here at the station, I carry jumper cables. I carry a plug-in cigarette lighter air pump. I carry the stuff. I carry a few tools. You know, I'm prepared to break down. I got a phone, and I know some people with wreckers, and I know friends, and I have family. I ain't worried I'm not, I, I'm not fearful about breaking down. How many flat tires have you changed? How, many, how come we can't teach our children how to change a flat tire? I had an office manager named Kathy. I'm telling you, she was a great office manager. I loved her. And she taught her daughter how to change a flat tire. Hey, Kathy liable to work on one. She liable to get, a, get her tools out and fix it herself. Well, what happened to that art? What happened to that 
education. Why are we not spending enough time with each other, educating, teaching people, doing the right thing? You know, how hard is it? I mean, you know, it's not rocket science to change a flat tire, but so many people get out there and don't do it. Now, if you're up in age and you're, you got a flat tire and there's nobody around, I'm going to stop and change the flat tire. I've done it many a time. I don't mind at all. And guess what? I changed my own one, too. You know, uh, as many old cars I drive, I mean, I drive Grand Marquis. I love them and the Crown Victorias. I'm in a 97 Lincoln today that I just happened to look at. I put 10,000 miles on it. I drive a lot. So I'm going to keep it up. I'm going to run it for another eight, 9,000 miles and getting something else. In fact, I've got a, I've got a Grand Marquis sitting at the lot. I've got stage for my next car if I don't sell it by then. It's got 48,000 miles, one owner lady car. And that car will get me 22, 24 miles the gallon. That's all I care about. Carry my jumper cables, my stuff. I, I want to be productive. I don't want to have at the end of the month no money left. I don't want to spend my, I spend 50, 60 hours a week working. I don't want to spend my life working those hours and giving it away on a vehicle that loses money. I want to be productive. I want to make the right decisions, and I want to help you. That's why I was talking about a little earlier. Plan, plan for your money before you spend it. Plan what you want to do, how to spend it, what is it going to be, what's it going to be worth? Is it really going to be a value to me? Is it really going to be productive to me? Hello, Bobby Yanka. Is it really going to be productive? Are you making the right decisions? Let me tell you something. They don't... These dealerships today, when, when a dealership sells for $200 million in Austin, Texas, and no dirt, no building, they're probably going to spend 300000 in rent to the owner, 300000 a month. You don't think it don't take? That dealership probably takes $2 million a month to open the door. Hey, who do they make that money on, Bubba? You or who? You know, I mean, that's part of this business. You got to know what your vehicle's worth. Can you stand the loss? Do you want the? I hate. Hey, football taught me, and basketball and softball taught me. I hate losing. I hate losing that money. I hate losing the time I spend to make that money, and it just floats away. I want to be the best I can be. I want you to be the best you can be. I want you to learn and grow and make better decisions. I I want you to understand. Hey, if you want to. Hey, if you want to buy a two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar car, fine, do it. But you know, there's two kinds of Ford cars: a Ford and can't afford them. Man, them kind of Fords are miserable. And you gotta listen to your wife tell you you shouldn't have bought it. You ever had that deal, Lucille? Hey, I'm Randy Adams. Learn to buy and sell cars. That kind. Be sure and give me a call: eight three zero seven zero eight four seven eight nine. Hey, and go to YouTube, Randy Adams Inc. God bless you. I love you, listeners. I hope I'm making a difference in your life. Hey, teach others. Hey, listen to my show. God bless you. Forgive everybody. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse.